What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Got special guests all the way from Buffalo, New York. Chris Lucas on the horn. Fellas, how we doing? Big time, man. Fucking in with the old, out with the new. We're international D- now. Dude, Dino's fucking done, bro. <laughs> that guy that guy is so done. I feel bad, but maybe, maybe he'll be back next week. Who knows? But yeah, welcome, Chris. Uh, it's a big yeah. week for us, but Chris is taking that twelve percent stock. <laughs> Feeling good, guys. Uh, happy to bring a little diversity to the group. Uh, Pod definitely needs another white guy, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, uh, got a little bit of a special recap here. Not going to recap the games last week. Um, honestly, talking about the Jets is too much for my brain to take. But we're just about the halfway point of this season trade deadline just ended today. We are going to recap some of the big deals today from the trade deadline. And then we're going to take a look at the playoff picture basically halfway through the season. Let's get going. Today was absolutely bananas. Bets first. You want to do the bet? Yeah. Let's let's go best first just to get out of the fucking way. Uh, You go first because you did well. Uh, did well, and I desperately, desperately needed it. Um, the big, the big parlay for two point five units: Dallas money line, Philly money line, Buffalo money line. Ray, if you recall, I said there's no way this misses. This is the mortal lock, and I only said that once this year in college football. This was my mortal lock of the year in the NFL. This smashed all the way around. Um, so nice to hit that. The first punt in the Patriots Jets game also hit Jets three and out. Uh, I said that the only way that this would lose if, is if uh, Baja Barrios took one to the crib. So gotta love this. I think he got tackled inside the fifteen on that. He, uh, he, he, he was uh, at the twelve yard line, so knew that was going to get locked up. Um, and then Ray, this was the one you had big qualms about, but <laughs> this one smashes right away too. Uh, Danny Dimes and Geno Smith to complete their first passes for one unit. Minus one twenty two, lock that up, and that might become a weekly thing. Yeah, I think I would convert to Islam before I ever bet <laughs> on Geno Smith and Daniel Dimes. I mean, that's just not happening. I mean, Geno Smith highest that. completion percentage in in the league. Fucking Dimes, it, the the game script went exactly how I thought. Simulation's broken. That's fucking whack. So uh, big week, big week for me. Needed it. Uh, only three point six eight units with with my five, but. Uh, Rest assured, I'm back. That's fine, man. That's what you have to do. Sometimes you can't you can't go for the uh, home runs like Dylan did. I don't even know how many units that guy lost, but that guy went fucking big and lost everything when he came on. Yeah. Uh, I went with the two money line bets. I only put one on the Jets money line this week because I wasn't super confident, and it turned out that that was uh, probably a smart play. They got fucking hosed by the refs. We won't talk about it too much. Uh, I blame the refs and Dean for not sticking with his <laughs> spread bets, but I digress. And then my big one, four units on the fucking Dolphins money line. Those cocksuckers had me sweating. By the time I got into the seats, I feel like I looked up. They were, they were fucking, down 14 nothing. They were down 14 nothing by the time we sat down. <laughs> I was like, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. But uh, the Lions defense stayed true to their nature and sucked. And the Dolphins squeaked one out against them. So that was uh, four units to win 2.11. So I went up 1.11 units. So that's pretty good. Fucking Tyreek and Waddle, just an absolute problem. Yeah, they're so goddamn fast, dude. It's actually crazy. 
Uh, and you we just, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Dean's bets, but you said he lost all five units. Dean lost all five, had the Jets money line and had uh, Las Vegas plus two and a half. They got smacked around. Classic um, game. Chris, you didn't have any bets with us, but how'd you do this week? Uh, I got hosed pretty hard. Started right off nice and early with the Jags dicking me down. Um, I'm done betting on them, although I love the Ridley deal. We'll get back to that. Um, yeah, I uh, had the Panthers money line. That was a heart attack and a half back and forth. Um, yeah. Uh, and then PJ I, Walker uh, hosed yeah. you on that one too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even blame PJ. I think that's fucking Eddie Pinheiro. The fact yeah. that he still has a job absolutely confirms to me that the Panthers <laughs> I was calling Freddie at the game. Tank. Like he's trying the, the Panthers are trying to tank. You can't convince me otherwise. So fade them the rest of the year. That's easy money. Um, I think you'll get favorable lines too. Cause PJ has shown a little bit of fight, but yeah, I got hosed this week. I don't want to talk about her anymore. The words, <laughs> the words bring back Eddie actually came out of my mouth on Sunday too. Yeah. At the game. Yeah. That was when, uh, he missed his <laughs> from Greg missed the field goal. Right. You're like, where the yeah. fuck's Eddie? <laughs> that one, that one went over well. All right, let's get to the trade deadline. Absolutely crazy day. An NFL record at the deadline. Ten trades today. It was it was like the NBA like free agency starting period. It, it was ridiculous today. Um, let's get to a few of these that happened a few days ago. Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco. A 2023 second, a 2023 third a 2023 fourth, and a 2024 fifth. Ray, who won this deal? Uh, was it too much? I feel like this kind of unlocked I mean, McCaffrey and the 49ers. I mean, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's a fucking lot of picks. I don't even know. Do, does San Francisco have a pick in the first four rounds now? I don't think so, right? They do not. Unless they got someone from somewhere else. They don't no, have one of their own. Yeah, I mean, they, they are just – going the full-on Ram strategy and just deal it, wheeling and dealing their picks. But, I mean, I know Chris is going to be so against this, but I, I kind of like it just because th- that backfield needed to get solidified. They're, they're a run-first team. Debo does not want to run the ball as much anymore this year, as we've all seen, and he's already banged up. They need to – and Jimmy G is just – you know, he, Jimmy G is Jimmy G. He needs help. He needs a, he needs dynamic playmakers to get the ball in their hands. And I think – McCaffrey is going to be fucking dominant in that system. So, I mean, it's a lot to give up, but if they make a deep playoff run and can uh, somehow squeak out a Super Bowl, which it's going to be tough, but their defense, if they all get healthy and that defense is right, it's definitely possible in the weak NFC. Chris, too much? Uh, it, it's a little pricey for my liking. I, I noticed just now, actually, that they, they moved Jeff Wilson today for a fifth mm-hmm. um, yeah. to the Dolphins. I had missed that. So they get like, you know, whatever the most minuscule piece of, of that back, I guess, um, in compensation. But um, I, I, I do like it more that the more that I think about it for them, assuming can stay healthy and, and assuming they can get some of those pieces back on defense and make a run. Um, sure. Go, go for it. Why not? Um, I, I, I love the idea of him and Lance together, a, a mobile quarterback and CMC together is super enticing, but. Um, yeah, the idea of giving up the equivalent to a first-round pick for a, a running back that you immediately have to pay and has had uh, his fair share of injuries is is not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean that's definitely understandable. And but like you said, I think next year uh, it gives that young quarterback who's had like no reps gives him a real nice uh, cushion to work with, and that's one of the most dynamic backfields in the uh, NFL now. And then also, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to rework that deal a little bit. I agree. Um, Chris, you said it though. Health is the major thing in, in this deal. 
he's got to stay healthy for this to to pay off for them. But you can imagine fucking Kyle Shanahan licking his chops with him and Debo and Kittle, all the stuff that they can do. Um, if they're full going, all those guys are healthy because all those guys have injury concern. Um, that team could be really scary, especially if Trey Lance starts to figure it out next year. Yeah, you know that was a Kyle trade too, like for sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And also, I think it's pretty uh, telling that it was between them and the Rams too. That's like I'm not, I heard that that was like what it came down to. So the two NFC West uh, powerhouses, if you can call them that, I'm not sure about this year. Uh, out, we're just fucking dueling at the last second. I want to just quickly, I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole, but I do find it interesting that that Shanahan goes after another stud running back like this. I thought like, you know, his his and his dad's whole system has been you can plug in anybody and get a thousand yards and yet he goes and spends, um, you know, a, a, a big asset or multiple assets like this to, to go get a, a high quality player like McCaffrey. It just, it doesn't always compute with me the, the decisions that, that they make personnel wise, but. Um, Damn, I didn't even think about it like that. It's a good point. That yeah, is, that is maybe it maybe it takes a player like that to fully unlock the system. I mean, they were there once before and they and they didn't do enough. Um, so maybe he gets you over that hump. Who knows? Uh, we'll keep it rolling. Nice little move for the Jets, bringing in James Robinson uh, for a conditional six round pick this year. Ray, I know it was really tough losing Brees, losing Vera Tucker. Um, but this is a move from Joe Douglas that we're not fucking tanking. We started five and two. You got to make a push. Um, and their defense is really solid. And if the offense can figure it out, then they could be a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, I think I like the messages sent to the locker room and to the fan base. First and foremost, uh, you lost the probably front runner for rookie offense, rookie of the year. He was pretty much the, our whole offense, I love Michael Carter, but I think you did need to get another body in there to help really unlock his full potential too. I think they'll they'll make a good one-two punch. Uh, and I also like how he's going to be a restricted free agent next year. So you can place one of those tenders on him, uh, either recoup some draft capital back or bring him back in. Uh, Brees Hall still going to be coming back from that knee injury. So you want a little uh, depth and insurance. I like the move overall. All right. Chris, you like it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hold my tongue on my opinion of the Jets and, and whether or not you guys are actually contenders, but I get the whole point of, of trying to prove it to the locker room that you guys aren't aren't tanking right away. Uh, I kind of liken it to what the Bills did in, in their first year with McDermott here, and it might have been Dean by the time this happened as well. Uh, we went and got Calvin Benjamin on a team that really had no business competing, and it was it was a joke of a move. He had, like, I think a 5-1-40 time at that point, um, but it was just a... <laughs> Oh, he cut out. Yeah, we oh, we had shown a little bit of potential too. So, oh, you still there? Me. You cut out for a second. You cut out for a second. Oh yeah. So I'm just just I like the move in general more more for sentimental purposes than than probably actual uh, production. But um, yeah, can't argue with the logic on it. Cool. Move on to the next trade that happened a few days ago. Kadarius Tony moving to the Chiefs. Um, a 2023 third compensatory pick. And a 2023-6. Chris, we'll start with you. I kind of felt like I liked this for both teams. It might have been a slight overpay for a guy who's not playing, but I feel like this is a player that they need right now. Um, Their offense has been rolling, but I feel like they need that, like, downfield stretch. They need a game changer because a lot of the stuff with with Kelsey and Juju, all that underneath stuff, they need need a home run hitter. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it scares me as a Bills fan. Um, I thought Mecole Hardman had the potential to be that guy for them this year, but I, I don't know if it's just he, he chooses what days he wants to turn on the Jets and or not, but um, he's he's wildly inconsistent. So if, if they can get that Tyreek Hill type of, of deep field threat in Tony, um, that's extremely scary. Uh, that being said, I mean, <laughs> the guy's a head case, right, by all accounts. Um I'll believe it when I see it. If if he actually gets out there on the field and starts producing, then I'll I'll become really concerned. But I think he's had what two games where he's recorded any kind of you know nominal statistics. So um, until that point, I'll I'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sauce. So I think you hit it. I like this for both teams. Uh, you get the new Giants regime coming in, and this guy was clearly giving them some issues in the locker room. You say, let's just cut bait right away. They go get a third out of it, which, you know, it's not the best. It sucks, but it wasn't your pick to begin with. So right. whatever you can recoup for someone who hasn't really played, he hasn't played all year, really, uh, I think it's a plus. And then in the uh, for the Chiefs' perspective, the third they gave up was the one of the compensation picks they got for polls. So that's free, in my right. opinion. That's a, that's a free pick. And I know you guys are saying they need like, more of a field stretcher, but – I think that's what kind of Mecole's role and um, who's one of the other and, and, and MVS and MVS. Yeah, I think they, they this uh, this gives them more of a dynamic guy. With I with, think it's with, just a game changer. It's, it's on multiple yeah. levels because when with the ball in his hands, he that motherfucker is shifty. And to Chris's point about him him being a head cage a head case, I mean, what would you call Tyreek Hill? I'd say he's a head case too. It looks like the Chiefs did pretty well with that. Yeah, so. I <laughs> I'd still want him on my team. That's fair. And let me just add from the Giants perspective, I didn't touch on them. Yeah, the fact that you got anything from a guy who was clearly just pretending to have hamstring injuries. I saw it today. He was magically uh, good to go for this week. So um, the fact that they got anything from him at this point is a testament to Joe Shane and and Dable over there. Cool. So we'll move on to the next move. First big move of the day. Um, Sorry, this was also yesterday. Uh, Roquan to the Ravens. Um, they gave up so many trades, there's so many trades. I couldn't even keep track of it. Uh, they gave up a second and a fifth, um, this and AJ Klein and AJ Klein. Klein. Yeah. That's big. That's a plug and play guy. I right. I mean, for for the Ravens, he's a really great player, but are they an off ball linebacker away from winning the Super Bowl? I mean, to me, this is just such, such a Ravens move. This is the one, probably one of the most Ravens moves I think I've ever seen. They always build through uh, through the, like the center of the field, and they still do. I mean, go back to like when in their peak, Haloti not up the middle, Ray Lewis up the middle, Ed Reed, and then C.J. Mosley, Patrick Queen, even this last draft, fucking Linderbaum, Kyle Hamilton. They they are so they are such an old school mentality. That in but, their place, that in their play style is a Ravens move. But is yeah. giving up a second round pick for a linebacker a Ravens move? I mean, they're going to extend him clearly, and if they don't, they get a third back. Right. Um. I just think. I mean, he's a top three linebacker in the game. I think I'm, that's fair to say. Uh, leading the league in tackles this year with 83. Uh, back to back second team All Pros. If I'm pretty sure. And he's like 25 years old. So I think there's worse players to get uh, for a second. I mean, a second round pick is like, you know, yeah, second round. It's a second round pick. It's a lot. Don't get me wrong. But he's a, he's going to be the leader of that defense going forward. It is. But yeah, like you said, you do have to pay him. And I mean, Fred Warner and Shaq Leonard, Shaq Leonard, fucking ridiculous. Um, they got like 
18 and a half, 19 million for their deals. Like you're going to have to pay him that much. Like, and you have to pay a little more. They have to. Yeah. No, there is not a shot in hell that they can go into this offseason and not pay the guy. The fans will riot. Dude, dude, the cap is a myth. Um, he's their GMs learn from Ozzy. He was just the best. Your, They'll figure it out. Your, you just lose your flexibility when you give somebody like that so much money. Um, Chris, what'd you think about the deal? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a Ravens deal from from head to toe. I don't understand why anybody values off ball linebacker anymore in the NFL, but you know that's another point for another day. Um, you know, whatever, more power to them if they want to be stuck in the '80s and and try and stop the run. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to watch Josh Allen throw over them for 400 yards a a, a game. So, okay, this is such an NFL hippie nowadays. It's so funny. Yeah. He's he's a, he's got a PFF account for sure, <laughs> dude. He loves that fucking next gen stats. I oh my god! You watch the next gen stats uh, on Thursday Night Football instead of like the actual telecast? <laughs> no, no. All right, there's a difference between you know respecting a number or two and, and becoming a complete nerd. All right, I like a number or two. I'm not a fucking nerd. Right. <laughs> uh, for the Bears, I mean, they stink. They can't pay him 19 million dollars. Got to get picks back for it. Like, yeah, really like it for them. Yeah, good point. I mean, it's a new regime, like we said, too. They have no loyalty to them. And they're clearly just – I think they want to build their team the way they want to build it. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You got another day two pick back. I mean, I'm assuming we'll talk about their other trade today later, but I like this one for the Bears at least. Right. Uh, we will definitely get to that one. Uh, but we'll get to the first pick, the first trade that happened today. Uh, TJ Hawkinson getting sent to Minnesota. TJ Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth and a 2024 conditional fourth uh, for a 2023 two and a 2024 third. Ray, honestly, I didn't know what to make of this deal when it when it came through. Um, Irv Smith down, I think he got eight to 10 weeks. So gives them another pass catcher. They're going for it. They've looked good this season. And the Lions stink. They weren't going to pay him after this year. And I think their offense has enough talent with that offensive line and, and J-Mo and coming back and I'm on Ross St. Brown and, and Swift. And I feel like I like their future. And they he wasn't going to be a part of it. I mean, I, I this this trade absolutely stunned me. Like, And this one was, was started off the day. I was fucking baffled. I was like, what the fuck? But I really do love this trade for Minnesota. Irv uh, Smith wasn't doing dick anyway. Uh, they really needed a tight end. They needed someone over the middle to take some of that like safety help off of Justin Jefferson. I think this is going to be really good for their uh, a, it's a good scheme for, for their offense too because he can block. He's not like like a one dimensional type tight end. And then I guess uh, for the Lions, it makes sense too because like I said, new regime or whatnot. But I feel like this just shows I, a rebuilding team who has many holes cannot be taking tight ends top ten. It's just so fucking stupid. It takes them too long to figure it out. It's a hard position to translate to the NFL for. And, like, I, I don't know who was drafted in the top 10 after him in that draft off the top of my head, but I'm sure you could have gotten a foundational piece that could translate uh, – what you call it? Uh, translate um, regimes better than fucking tight end would. So I just think that's it's kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, it's new regime, and they're moving on from a guy that – he wasn't going to be a part of their future. And I think they are building the right way. And he was, I mean, he also was disappointing for where he was picked. Yes. 
I, it's tough to, yeah, top 10 tight ends are. I know, but like, like it's top tough. 10 pick, I mean, he's sure he's a top seven tight end. I'd say that wholeheartedly, but for a top 10 pick, man, you need a fucking, you need to have a game changer, generational talent. I don't see, I don't think he, that's him. Right. Chris, uh, we haven't spoken about it, but I don't know your feelings on the Vikings to start, but um, they are the second team in the NFC right now. Where do you see them now with Hawkinson? Yeah, I, I still think they're the second most talented team. I don't know if they're the second best because they still have Kirk Cousins <laughs> under center for them. Um, I, I like this deal for them, assuming they're going to use Hawkinson as more than just a blocker. Um, they have to commit to, to pushing the ball over the middle. Otherwise, it's just an empty threat. And I haven't seen their offense's willingness to do that to date. Um, but I'm willing to, to, to give their, their, their new OC and the, that new schema an opportunity to adjust now that they have a more dynamic weapon there. Um, you know, from, from the, the Lions perspective, I, I, I get it. They probably weren't going to build around him long term. But if, if, if you're looking, reading the tea leaves, Goff's probably gone next year. And a rookie quarterback's best friend is a good tight end. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded keeping him and, and the Jamison Williams around to, to really help develop a young quarterback. But, um, you know, I, I get the value that you want to extract now from him. All right. All right. We'll move on. Uh, Ray, you mentioned the Bears making a second deal. This is the second deal. Really like the first one. Um, this deal is just absurd to me. Chase Claypool to the Bears for a 2023 two. Um, this just seems like an absolute massive overpay. This pick is this pick might be in the thirties next year. Um, was, it, was it confirmed that it was their own? I saw I like conflicting reports. Oh uh, yeah, Chef and Rap reported it was their own. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I don't, Please go ahead. Yeah, I don't get it at all. To be honest with you, he's got what uh, the rest of this year and next year of control, but he was drafted in the second round like later than what this pick is going to be. And what has he really done in the NFL? I mean, he's had a couple of decent years, 62. Get a good 50, rookie year. Get a couple of decent games. Yeah. Like, a couple of decent years. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say like, but like, like under 900 yards each of the years. He's, I get it. Like he looks the part of a wide receiver, six, four. He's a big body. He can stretch the field a little bit, but he also has those fucking antics where he just doesn't have his fucking head on. Right. Um, I think it makes sense for the bears to want to go get a target for Justin Fields. Like they have shown no willingness this past off season to do that, but giving up a second for Claypool is just mind blowing to me. I, I don't get it. And, but like good for the fucking Steelers. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Awesome for the Steelers. I mean, yeah. you, you retain your, you still have your number two, your number one and your number two wide receivers. And you just picked up a second. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's clear that Pickens was the alpha compared to those two Pickens is so much superior and they, he was expendable. I don't understand trading a second-round pick for a receiver that everyone knew was gone. Blows my mind. Yeah. Chris, anything more to add? No, I'm, I, I think it was a home run for Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think Chase is a low-end wide receiver, too, at his absolute best, um, which you know probably makes him the best receiver in, in the Bears' locker room right now. But um, <laughs> that doesn't mean he's worth a second. So, yeah, ridiculous. All right, we'll get to the biggest deal uh, of today. Bradley Chubb going to Miami. Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth uh, for a 2023 first, 
2024 first, a uh, fourth, and Chase Edmonds Ray. Big deal for Miami. They're all in. I mean, the Broncos have been spiraling. I feel like it was good. They needed to recoup a first round pick so bad. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I like the deal for the Broncos. Uh, he was on expiring contract. Obviously, I don't think they were going to resign him. They're pretty deep at edge, like with some young, um, promising players. But, and from the Dolphins perspective, I understand wanting to go get another edge rusher uh, to beat and compete with the uh, Chiefs and the Bills. You got to get after the quarterback with four. You got to have seven back to try to defend the uh, their pass game. But, I mean, this guy hasn't stayed healthy his entire career. He had his only full season with his rookie year, 12 and a half sacks, which was in, in very impressive. But since then, he's just been, he's been banged up. He hasn't played that much. Four games in the second year, 14 is third, seven last year. So I, and now you give up a first, uh, they don't have a first round pick now. I don't know if they have a second. I think, no, uh, they don't, they don't have a first. I don't know about their second. Yeah. I mean, so, and now you have to go pay him at market value. I just, I think it's a lot to give up and it's a big, big gamble. It could, it could pay off, but it's a big gamble. All right. Chris, what'd you think about the deal? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't understand why they think they should be going for it right now. What what possesses them to think they're a, a pass rusher away from, um, you know, really going toes, toe-to-toe with, with the best of the best in the league? Um, maybe they were, you know, a little delusional after hanging with us in, in you know, 100-degree sweltering heat while half of our team was on IR. Wait, wait, wait. Um, you, said, you said hang with – they beat you. Yeah, I mean, they hung with us. What to do? <laughs> they – they're going to lose by three touchdowns when they come to Buffalo in December, but that's beside the point. If they want to give up a first round pick again, it comes back to a lot of these deals that when you give up high quality assets to immediately have to pay somebody, they, they better result in immediate winning for you, or I'm, I'm almost immediately going to hate the deal. Um, the value of rookie contracts in today's NFL is just astronomical and uh, any GM that doesn't realize that I, I lose a lot of respect for pretty, pretty quickly. You, um, you verbalized that perfectly. That's a, a thought that I completely agree with, but I don't think I put it as eloquently as you. That's a really good way to put it. Like the value of the, those rookie deals, the draft is, I think Joe Douglas said it, it's the most team friendly market in sports. And uh, I, I agree. If you give up a first round pick, you better be fucking going for a Super Bowl. Right. Right. They do have their second round pick, but even so, playing with fire there. All right, let's get to the last deal that we really want to touch on. Calvin Ridley has not played this year, has been suspended, uh, gets traded to the Jaguars, and there are a whole bunch of clauses in this deal that haven't come out yet, but at maximum, a 2023 fifth and a 2024 second-round pick. Chris, how do you feel about this deal? The Jags, they went out this offseason, paid Christian Kirk like the fifth-highest wide receiver in the league. Um, now you're not getting Ridley this year. He's got one more year, I believe, uh, that'll be on contract next year that he's playing for them. And then are you paying two wide receivers, $20 million each? Um, how do you feel about this one? I feel like he, he needed to get out of Atlanta, but yeah, yeah, he, he absolutely needed to get out of Atlanta. I'm not surprised they moved him. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't get more to be honest with you, but I understand with his age and, and obviously not playing this year. Um, why they weren't able to, to, to get more, but um, I, I, I love it for the Jags, to be honest with you. I, I 
don't think they're going to be able to get a good read by the end of this year on Lawrence. Obviously they're not going to be willing to move on from him next year, but I think, or by at the end of this year, rather, um, but next year is going to be that make or break year for him in my mind. And, and you want to put him in a position where he's going to, you're going to have no excuses as a front office to on making a decision one way or another on if he's the dude um, you bring in a true number one in my mind, like Calvin Ridley, uh, I assume they're going to look to to add to that offensive line a little bit more in the offseason as well. Um, that being said, I'll be fully ready to fade the Jaguars next year because everybody's going to love them. Uh, and, and I'll be totally ready to to go against that market. Yeah, you hit on it uh, that maybe they didn't get more. I feel like that's why I even like it more for the Jags because I feel like maybe if they waited to the offseason, you probably get a one from somebody somewhere for them once that all that fades. Um, if at maximum you give up a two, like that's pretty good for a guy who's he is an alpha. Um, so we'll see what happens, how that whole works out, and if they pay him. Ray, what'd you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I loved it for the Jaguars. Uh, big question I, I I have. I don't understand the timing of this for Atlanta. I don't get making this deal at the deadline. I don't like you said. I think you probably should have waited for after the season where he'd be a little bit look a little bit more attractive. But that turned that sec that uh 2024 pick turns into a second only if they resign him. I heard, so I, I think that's what that two years down the line, dude. That's fucking right. for a, you're gonna get a number one receiver uh, next year. I think it's amazing. And also, you touched on Christian Kirk and his contract. There's an out in that after 2023. Yes, yeah, at 2023. So once they have to pay Ridley. That I'm assuming Kirk's either going to get restructured or kicked to the fucking curb. So, but I really love this uh, move for them. I think it, they needed that alpha receiver. Kirk, we all, everyone knows he's not it, even though he's paid like it. So I think it's going to really help uh, Trevor next year. They have a really, really intriguing young offense. Um, that offensive line's been playing really well. ETN's been running the ball like a motherfucker. So, hey, maybe they make some noise next year. I know Chris isn't a, a believer, but. Who knows? I'm not, not that I'm not a believer. I just, I can already see the, it's going to be everybody's sleepers team next year. Everybody's going to love them. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you, people forget the red Kelvin Ridley got traded there at the deadline last year. I can hear it now. And you watch, they're going to lose somebody like an ETN to injury. And um, they'll be the sexiest team that everybody's talking about come August next year. Mark my words. I'll be, uh, Ray, like you said, I'll be curious to see what they do if they sign him. He'll be 29 next year. Um, and then when he's up for that contract, he'll be 30. So interesting yeah, to, interesting to see what they do. I didn't know he was that old. I know. It feels like he's been in the league forever, though. Yeah, I guess. Was he a late? Did he come out late? I don't uh, know. He, he must have, right? Yeah, he was 24. Oh, shit. That'll do it. Yeah. A um, few other notable trades. Uh, Naeem Hyde to the Bills. Really like this one for the Bills. Uh James Cook wasn't getting on the field, feel like enough. And they moved Zach Moss, a good riddance to him. Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. Um, Jets moved Jacob Martin to the Broncos and Robert Quinn uh, to the Eagles the other day. Fucking, I forgot about that one, too. That's a really good trade for the Eagles. Right. He hadn't been playing too much either. He had like 18 and a half sacks last year. He was absurd. I think he's a, that's another guy who they have an out on, too. So, like, I think they're going to get a fucking uh, comp pick next year. Love that. All right. What a wild day that was. Couldn't even keep track of all of it. Um, but nice to see it all now in front of us. Let's move to the playoff picture. We're basically at the halfway mark. Um, 
for the AFC, my computer's taking fucking forever to load. Um, for the AFC, the Bills, obviously, the number one team in the AFC right now. Um, Chris, talk to me about the Bills. This, this could be a little Bills rah-rah session for you. Chris, <laughs> talk to me about the Bills, how you're feeling, sitting at the top. Um, and if you think they're going to – I mean, obviously, you think they're going to roll all the way through. Do they roll all the way through? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who stops us, honestly. I mean, sure, Kansas City's a threat. Philadelphia in a potential Super Bowl matchup scares me. But outside of that, nobody in the NFC um, even really holds a chance, to be honest with you. We went to L.A. Um, on their Super Bowl banner night and, and blew the doors off of them. Um, Tampa Brady, uh, Tampa Brady, uh, that geriatric <laughs> fuck. He's not, he's not a threat anymore. I'm not concerned with them. And and I don't know, even know what Mike McCarthy, he'll figure out a way to fuck that up somehow. They're not making it to the Super Bowl. So um, to me, it's, it's a matter of if we get there, it, you know, the Eagles might present a bit of a challenge, but otherwise I think we kind of walk our way there. Um, I don't see anybody coming to Orchard Park in January and February and, and knocking Josh Allen off at this point. Um, if you can still get Josh Allen at even money or better to win MVP, you're basically betting on if he gets injured at this point. Um, so love that, by the way. Just toss that out there. Right. Um, the way it shakes out right now in the AFC, the Bills are the number one seed. The Titans are the number two seed. I don't know how. Um, Insane. They, I don't know how they won last week either. That game was absurd. Um, the Chiefs sitting at number three. The Ravens round out the four divisions. Um, the Jets sitting at number five right now, the Dolphins at number six, and the Chargers at seven. Patriots on the bubble, uh, Bengals on the bubble, the Colts are miserable. Um, Ray, of these teams in the playoffs right now, who's not going to be there? Who's moving in? Where do you think this all shakes out? Chargers won't make it. That's going to be my bold prediction. Um, I think they're super banged up. And I don't think they're going to make it. Um, I think I'm trying to figure out how to word this. <laughs> uh, if the Jets can somehow squeak into the playoffs, and if by God's fucking grace we can get Tennessee matchup, we we fucking steamroll them. <laughs> I we do not lose to Tennessee. I will put my fucking life on that right now. I guarantee that we do not lose to Tennessee in the playoffs if it happens. But um, yeah, I I, re- I mean. Realist, I mean, not realistically, but I don't think the Chargers make it. I think the Bengals will end up making it, and then who else really though? Like, I mean, I think I think, I think it's almost a guarantee that three AFC East teams are going to be in the playoffs. I don't. I'm sorry, Mac Jones is fucking horrific. I know. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's safe at all. I don't know. I can totally see there being I'm two. Plus, I'm, plus money, I'm plus money, but I'm betting that. You like the Jets or the Dolphins are making the playoffs. The Chargers or I think the, the Dolphins are a lock, honestly. Playoffs. I think the Dolphins are a lock, honestly, to make the playoffs. I feel, like the, Char- I feel like the Chargers are so banged up. It's just like, I don't, if they start, stu- I can see them stumble a couple more weeks and like they're going to have to work their way back. And that, even though like the division's been a little bit disappointing, it's still tough. I don't know. The uh, Dolphins have a brutally easy. Oh my god, this might be easier than you guys even. They go Chicago, Cleveland, still without 
uh, Watson, Houston, San Fran, Chargers, Bills will be tough. And then they end it with Packers, um, uh, Pats, and Jets. That's that's pretty doable. I think you're right, Sauce. Dolphins are almost guaranteed going to be in there. It's also crazy. It's crazy. Tennessee is that division's over. Like it's done. Like that, that division's over, and it's ridiculous. The Titans are not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Colts have been so disappointing. I feel like they may Reich maybe on the hot seat, which sucks because I think that organization's super like well run. They just cannot figure out that quarterback, which sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, like they're coming off a win. They bench Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy. Fucking talk about Jerry. I, mean, I, have, I you, you're talking of the biggest Matt Ryan hater ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't see them in it. Honestly, I think it's a a nine team race really for for seven spots. Yeah, I mean, unless somehow Cleveland, if they can, if they scratch off like two more wins and get the show on back. I said it before. I think those 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 crazy bastards think that they have a chance. I really do. I think they're, that's why I don't think Kareem Hunt got moved. I think they're going to try to fucking uh, compete, which I mean, I, I know everyone's trying to compete, but I think, they, I think they're crazy enough to talk themselves into it being possible. I just don't. Listen to the schedule. How are they going to do this? They go to Miami after, okay, so they're on the bye this week, then to Miami, to Buffalo, home Tampa. Then they get Deshaun back at Houston. That's going to be arguably the most violent atmosphere that Houston's <laughs> ever seen for a professional football game at the Bengals home, the Ravens. Ugh. I don't know. They, 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 they might be out of this. Come, also, I mean, come weeks. you're also, I, I, you're also banking on the fact that he's going to come back and he's just Deshaun Watson immediately. Yeah. True. Without playing with them for the, the I, whole season. I don't think he's been chance. practicing. He's been practicing, but like he doesn't play it. Practicing games are very different. Fair. All right. Uh, yeah, the AFC is uh, – I mean, I feel like it's a two-team race, honestly, at the top, but we'll see. Fuck the, the, the NFC is even fucking worse, dude. <laughs> I mean, the NFC sucks, but I feel like I can see a lot of teams coming out of the NFC. <laughs> I mean um, – The NFC, we'll, we'll roll through it. The Eagles, obviously, the only undefeated team in the league, um, the number one spot. The Vikings at number two. The Seahawks, my Seahawks, Ray. Uh, How many teams are you going to fucking claim? (laughs) It was just the rookie class. Um, The Seahawks at number three. The Falcons uh, first in the NFC South at number four. The Cowboys at number five. The Giants at number six. And the 49ers at seven. Washington somehow four and four. Um, The Rams are... In ninth right now, three and four. The Bucks are three and five. The Packers are three and five. The Cardinals are three and five. Um, these teams stink. Ray, I mean, we, we could start wherever you'd like, but I'd like to start with me saying that Tampa Bay was miserable like four weeks ago, and you and Dean saying it's Tom, it's Tom Brady. It's different. Yeah, guys, it's, divor- guys divorce now. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's different, but I like I said, if he makes the playoffs, it's still Tom Brady. I don't. You can't slander the guy. I don't care what anyone says. Um, he's a problem in the playoffs, especially in a shitty NFC. Like, uh, realistically, who are the like, – there really aren't – the real teams in this uh, conference, it's the Eagles, Vikings, and uh, Cowboys, and then maybe San Francisco if they can get fully healthy and that offense gets going. But the Giants, they're not making any deep run. Let's be real. Seattle, 
I love, I think one of the, probably the, one of the best draft classes in recent memory, but again, Gino can only take them so far. I don't see them making a deep run either. So I think really what's going to come down to, I think it's going to end up being a uh, Cowboys Eagles NFC conference championship game. Chris, what do you think in, in the NFC? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I can literally see 14 teams here making the playoffs. I don't think the Bears or the Lions have a chance, but I mean, fuck, Carolina was a game out from leaving that division um, three days ago. So, like, they they could make it as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't think Brady is going to magically have some epiphany. That offense has so many problems right now. They they can't block. They, they're over-reliant and insisting on trying to pound Leonard Fournette for some reason. Um, I, I, I like the Rams. I think they can turn it around, but their schedule is extremely tough to finish out the year. I like the Niners. Like we said, adding McCaffrey gives them the the ability to, to beat anybody in the league, I think. Um, but they need to get healthy to make it happen. Um, the giants, as much as I love Dable and and the feel good story there, I, the Danny Dimes isn't winning a fucking playoff game. I'll, I'll bet my life on that. Um, (laughs) And and the Seahawks, like, you know, I guess I'll hop on the train a little bit. I, I don't know if they've got the juice. I mean, Gino's Gino looks to have learned a little bit uh, from sitting on the bench. He's got a he's got a really unique career path, if you think about it. I was trying to think of somebody that he's similar to and like not like quite a Fitzpatrick where he's like kind of had this coming on this late in his career, but I don't know if there's really a good comp to somebody who's um you know rot- ridden the pine this long and kind of come back into prevalence. It really isn't a good comp. I, I, at least that I can think of. Like he's been Saracen. on the bench. Saracen. <laughs> Saracen on the bench for seven. <laughs> fucking seven years, dude. Really, right? It was, it's been yeah. at least right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this NFC is just so crazy because you really. I mean, you think about it that those two first two wild card spots are pretty much locked up by the NFC East at this point. Not locked up, but. Um, Highest probabilities going to those two teams. We're six and two already. There's three games ahead of the Bucks, um, and the Rams have had their bye, so they're two and a half. Um, but it's really going to come down to that, that four spot. Whoever wins the NFC South um, and whoever wins the West, it's it's pretty wild right now. The uh, the AFC East and the, and the NFC East leading the uh, leading the league in in wins by division. Would not have said that at the beginning of the season. I mean, also, who would have thought that the fucking um, NFC North would be locked up already, and it's right. the Vikings? Like, I thought, like, I, I think we all had the Vikings pick, but it's fucking locked. Like, Green Bay is a fucking disaster. I know this isn't the, um, like, the, I want to do, like, a pod later with people in the hot seat, but their GM should be fucking tried for what he did to Aaron Rodgers under his career. I think it's fucking criminal. Uh, Rodgers retire after this year? Yeah, he's gone. No shot. He comes back. He is so out of it right now, I feel like. Yeah, he's been, like, banged up, too, and he's, like, trying to play through that that hand thing. Like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, quickly, who wins the NFC South? Falcons, Tampa Bay, the Saints? Tampa Bay. Chris, you too? No, I guess by default, but who wins the Who wins the West? Seahawks, 49ers, Rams? Niners. Niners. All right. All right, fellas. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFL trade deadline recap. 
uh, and a little playoff talk. Stick with us. We'll be recapping all the college football games. Um, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and continue with us as we continue this 2022, 2023 season, fellas. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.